0: Hello, Larry. How are you doing? And welcome to this week's um, the Hurling Way. And uh, yeah, so we've covered the uh, the team of the year, the players of the year, and we've uh, done a look back at on twenty twenty as well. So this week we're going to concentrate on looking ahead to twenty twenty one. And of course, it's kind of hard enough to kind of predict what's going to go on because we don't know with uh, COVID what way things are going to go. I mean, there's some there's some rumours that maybe the national league won't go ahead. The national league, the league won't go ahead, and then again it might. So, but um, I suppose just uh, going through, we'll we'll just uh, concentrate as if it is going ahead, and uh, you know it's going to be an interesting uh, national league in all divisions this season, won't it?
1: Uh, surely will, Aidan, and hello to yourself and all the listeners once again as we as we ascend uh, uh, on the upcoming national league and uh, hurling championship year. Unfortunately, again, things don't look great uh, at the beginning of the year because of this COVID that's after kicking in. And uh, we're, a, we're a little bit more worried this time around in terms of um, where, where things stand. You know, it's OK. Sport is one thing in life, but I think life is more important than anything else. And as long as we can just look after ourselves for the next number of weeks, you know, and, and try and get rid of this demon altogether now, because it's really starting to upset. A lot of people, you know, and a lot of people depend on uh, a lot of things in life, and of course, sport is certainly one of them. Aiden. And a lot of people are hoping and wishing that the, the national league can take its place. And I was speaking to a great GM last last night, and he was saying, "I hope to God the league will take off, Larry," because he says, "I can't." <laughs> he says, "I can't watch television anymore," uh, you know, without having sport on it. So. Please, God, uh, that uh, things will kick off and, uh, and everyone will be safe and, and, and well look after themselves and stuff like that. But it's a little bit uh, of a repeat of last year when I spoke to you in the same circumstances. In, and uh, I know that we, we were a little bit up on it. All right? But uh, this time around, hopefully, things can improve. We have the vaccine. We have everything else in order. So we're a little bit more prepared for it this time around. So let's hope that... Um, that uh, the GA season can kick off hurling and football and, you know, we're, we're all hoping that things can go forward. And Yeah, it's going to be very interesting this year with the league kicking off. It's a new format. Uh, it's more or less the uh, the, uh, the top team will win their division and they'll go straight to the final. So we're expecting a, a good outing this year from Wexford, you know, especially after uh, their poor their performance this year in the championship, you know, and, Davey and all them lads are uh, they're a little bit anxious to get back out again, but unfortunately uh, things are, are on hold at the moment in terms of training and uh, group training and stuff like that. I know players all around the country are doing a little bit of individual training, but overall I, I just think uh, that uh, we'll have to just wait and see what's going to happen. And, and if it do happen, we're all looking forward to it. You know, we, we have Clare in our group, we have Dublin, Leash, Kilkenny and Antrim. Antrim are the newcomers into the into the division and uh, that's, that's very welcoming for them and... It's going to be going to be a little bit of a. I won't say it won't be too tough on him, to be honest. Uh, in in our division, in Division One B, with Wexford, Clare, Leash, Kilkenny, and Antrim, you know, I know Kilkenny, Clare, and Wexford Wood and Dublin will 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 be uh, the top four fighting for top position. But you have Leach and Leash and Antrim out there who can also give it a good counter themselves as well. So it's a welcome for Antrim into into Division One One B, but. You know, it's going to be tough for in their first season down. But we wish them all the best, and you know, we want as many teams as possible competing for the National League and also competing for the hurling championship. So we're looking forward to that. And of course, Division Two, sorry, Division One A, is, is the top teams. They, they, they're the Premier, as they call them, with Limerick and Waterford, Cork, Galway, Tipperary, and Westmead. You know, Westmead are new into the group as well there now as well. So they'll add a bit of a bit of a. Bit of something new into, into the into the into the league, you know. So hopefully they will get off to a good start, a bit like Antrim, because if they get one or two bad defeats under their belt, well then they'll sink quicker than the the, the, the snow is melting down here anyway. So we we wish them all the best, and we're all hoping that it'll all kick off in good faith.
0: That's it, and of course, uh, you you know it, it's good to see Westmead in that in that uh, at that level, and uh, you know they're there on merit like everything else. You don't get to that level. Or playing playing that division without uh without earning
1: it. Yeah, well, absolutely, you're right. Um, Westmead have been there thereabouts every year, in the Joe McDonough or the Christy Ring or whoever, Nicky Rackard or whatever, and have proven themselves that they have a lot of quality. They weren't in the championship two two year ago, I think it is now or three year ago. They weren't in the championship and they've done quite well, but unfortunately, you know, they're like the, they're they're like the Antrim's, they're like the Leash, they're like some other teams like that, Carlos and the Kerry teams and the Me teams. They, they don't have enough quality in their team and they don't have enough on the bench to, to pull off, you know, to, to bring them on, to, to try and pull them off a victory or something like that. So <clears throat> it is tough for them, but it's a learning curve. And I I, I prefer to be playing in this groups than to be playing in lower groups because it'll give you something to look at, something to look, work on. And the way that today's game is going, there's massive improvements going around the whole country uh, in terms of coaching at underage levels and stuff like that, you know. And, and the door is opening for a lot of um Managers, new managers and existing managers to go into these other counties, you know, uh, and and that gives a great opportunity for for the for the managers to go up and uh, give their experience to the, to them to them to to say the so called weaker teams, but they are a bit weaker because they don't have the establishment that the likes of the big teams have. So, you know, it's it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, it's good. I think it's only good for hurling. You know, if you sort of look at the FA Cup over in England, everyone gets a shot at it and may the best team win and. All I think the Westmead. You know, to be fair now, it'd be a great thing if they got every game at home. We'll give them a great chance, and the same with Antrim or something like that. But I know other teams don't agree with that, and the GA don't agree with it. But and that's the one way of giving them the opportunity to to progress, and it will also give the kids and people around that areas a chance to see the big big players on show. Because you know, if there is a crowd or a capacity, you'll to go to the games. It would be great to see. Some of these top quality players throughout the country. I know a lot of people see them on television, but to see them in the flesh and maybe shake their hand or get an autograph, I know it's difficult now, but if it did change and go forward, it'd be great for these counties and especially the kids that put it in a tremendous amount of work. And that's the reason why you're right. Antrim and Westweed are, are are progressing slowly but surely, you know. And then we have in the other group, then you have Carlo, uh, Kerry, you have. Um, down, Mead, awfully. you know, they're in Division 2, they're just in the division below it. And these are teams that are good enough uh, to compete against, you know, the say the lesser teams that are in the other top divisions. So the, the gap is there, all right, but there's a, a mighty gap from the top teams uh, to the bottom teams. But in, in around the middle section, you know, there, there's teams capable of beating each other, you know. So it's going to be interesting, Aiden. Uh We spoke about it in the past. Uh, the yeah. time and effort of commitment has gone into 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 the fitness levels and everything else in intro county hurling and football it's dragging us uh, to a new level you know and if the likes of Westmead and Antrim and Kerry and Claire and Offaly and these teams if they want to if they want to hang in there it, it, they may work hard on it they may do something new and the GA need to do something good and strong to bring them along because if it is the case that there's two or three teams dominated every year it's unfortunately Uh, it do get a little bit boring and you know when you see Dublin dominating for the last five or six or seven or ten years or whatever it gets a little bit boring for the outsider looking in it's not too bad for the Dublin people themselves but for other people and other counties that are trying their living best and they're giving it their best shot every year in year out you're inclined to sometimes hang up the gloves and stuff like that uh, and call it an end to, uh, to something that you were hoping that was going to be a dream for you starting off you know when you see the big teams dominating it's Sometimes it's, I won't say it's unfair because everyone says you have to pull up your socks and go with what's there and and, and take on a challenge that's ahead of you. But, uh, you know, sometimes the challenge ahead of you is is already set in stone. It's been done years and years ago and it's it's progress after progress. And I can tell you now, I know for a fact, uh, we're going to see a new Cork set up in the next couple of years. And they could be the new Limerick or they could be the new Kilkenny of Hurling. I was just reading an article last night. The underage uh, dominance has been massively successful. So it'll be interesting from their point of view where they're going to go. But I I can see a change in Cork hurling going forward as well. So the league will will tell us an awful lot this year with a few people retiring. And of course, you know, it's a long time since Wexford won the National League. Uh, 72-73 was the last time they won the National League. If Cork, it was uh, 1998. Of Tipperary which is unusual 2008 and Dublin who to me were a team that was progressing well under Atney Daly uh, won a, a Leinster title in 2018 or 2000, uh, uh, something like 12 or 13 sorry and uh, it was 2011 since they won the last national league so you know it, it's time for them teams to step up and, and do progress well in the league you know because I always maintain when especially with Wexford do well in the league. We always seem to do well in the championship. So I say that would be Davy's aim, target, to get a good lot of wins under our belt coming into the championship because momentum really it goes well with Wexford hurling because <clears throat> um, we, we just seem to be uh, doing well under that programme. We have been for years. So who knows? It's going to be interested And in. we're all looking forward to it, of course, with our fingers crossed.
0: That's it. And I suppose looking at the other, another angle of it is uh, managerial changes, Um, you know, managers, managers resigning or uh, stepping down and uh, new managers coming in. What are your thoughts on that or, um, you know, have you noticed any changes on, on a managerial front with different teams or with different county teams?
1: Well, not recently, not this year now. We're not going to see too much changes in. And I tell you the reason being because last year was so short for a lot of managers. They didn't really get a chance and uh, get a good run at it. You know, it, it did pop up overnight, you could say, and they did give it their best shot, but because it was a knockout after, after your, if you did win, lose your first game, you would get a, a second chance. But once you got knocked out early, like, I mean, Wexford had a miserable old year, to be quite honest now. Two heavy defeats to Galway and Clare. And of course, that's the reason why Davy stood up straight away and said, I, I wanted a job. I need to be back. I need to more or less... Um, Correct that big question mark that was resting over my over my head after the performance this year. So then you've other managers that are also in in the same boat. But the big thing I find is these new managers are bringing in new setups behind them. So they're bringing a lot of experience, um, ex forwards or ex defenders into the setup, new coaches and new structures. So they're all looking to twist and, and change around a slightly a small bit. But to me, Aidan, it's it's the same year in year out. You know, if you have quality. In your in your in your group of players, well, there's always a great chance you're winning. And to me, Kilkenny or or a team the last two or three year didn't really show as if they had uh, the the quality of of, the, of old. And yet they're still Leinster champions. And yet they still qualify for a league semi final last year, which uh, I know wasn't completed. But it looked like Kilkenny were on, on, on a bit of a roll as well. And yet they say that Kilkenny hurling is struggling. And there you go. They've a they've a a title in their bag for last year, and you know, prior to last year, to last year Wexford were in All Ireland semi final, and people were up their hands thinking that we'd be in the All Ireland this year. And here we go, we have nothing, and Kilkenny have Leinster Championship. So, you know, so it's a little bit unusual, but <coughs> there is a couple of managers that stood in their first year, the likes of Liam Cahill, who, who took over Waterford, done a tremendous job. At, He's after bringing back Shane Bennett, would be a brother of Stephen Bennett, who is a top-quality hurler as well. So that's another addition into the forward line for Waterford. So he's going to search around for the next couple of weeks as well, I presume, uh, to see if there's anyone capable enough to come in and take in the challenge. So there's a lot of, they uh, say, a lot of scout, uh, scouters, is that what they call them? Is the guys that go looking for players? Yeah, scouting, yeah. The scouting, yeah scouting, scouting, scouting. A few, yeah. from, a few a from England one. are over here looking for soccer players, but I think managers now uh, around each county are, are asking, and which is, I think, is important advice from good people, good knowledge people about you know. Do you think there's something out there that'd be worth looking at? And I think that's important as well because if you get too greedy, if you try to take over everything, you know, and sometimes it can go against you. If if you bring half a, if you bring half the crowd with you, the half a the crowd will always support you. Another half will always have question marks over you. But if you can bring them all together you know, uh, there could be a little bit more satisfaction for you in the end when it's all over for you that, you know, everyone can give you the thumbs up. But at the moment, you know, there's question marks over some managers whether they're doing the right job or not doing, uh, they're doing a good job or a bad job. And I just see in Kilkenny where a DJ have stepped down from his position as a selector with the Kilkenny team, you know, so it's a little bit unusual. There was rumours that he's going for the Carlo job or he got the Carlow job, but I was talking to a very close friend of DJs, and I'd be close enough to him as well. Uh, he said there's no way that he's taking the Carlo job. Your man did ring him and asked him for advice on who do you think would would be suitable for the job. But as far as I know, DJ, if he don't take his own club in in Kilkenny, he'll certainly take someone close by. He he's a Greg hurling man as well, and he he's not going to just sit on on a, on his cushioner on a or sorry on a sofa at home and. Looking out the window, wondering what he should be doing with himself. Well, he'll certainly stay involved with hurling. So, you know, it's hard. Brian Cody has been there for the last 22, 23 year, and when you guys coming in trying to change ideas, try, change this, change that, you know, you'd always say that Brian Cody will always have the upper hand in making uh, the last call. So, and that happens with managers around, and I think it's, it's it should be it should be a way that uh, everyone should work together. It shouldn't just be me. It should be we as a, as a, as a group of selectors and management. You know, we have to address it in the right manner. And just because one guy says it's dark outside and the rest of the five said it's low as daylight outside. You know, you have to go with the majority of fellas that think it's what's right. And, uh, you know, I think managers that work well together are always successful. And You know, and I think Limerick have a great setup down there as well with their guys work well together. You can see the passion after the games. You can see people jumping up and down one another just helping together as a group. You know, so uh, th- that's why they're in in a great position at the moment and others around them will have to do the very same if they want to compete at the top level. We all have to work together as a group. So chopping and changing sometimes don't be a big help, bringing fellas in and losing fellas. You know, we've lost two or three fellas this year now with Davy under Davy. So we're trying to rebuild a regroup and a new maybe backroom team. And uh, that takes time as well. And, you know, if that goes on, it goes um a little bit off scale altogether. You know, it could be another sad year for Wexford if things don't work out. So we have to be very careful <clears throat> in what you're doing and the way we're approaching it.
0: That's it. And I suppose, really, uh, that's another thing that's a, comp- the, the, um, a tribute to the level of fitness of uh, county players, both in hurling and football. If you, you probably remember, a co- oh, you know, in, when Graham Gerrity was playing, uh, you know, in his playing days for me, uh, he got he got trials for Arsenal and um, he was it was just, yeah it was just a trial for a week or two or whatever and uh, you know Arsene Ars- Ars- Wenger actually said to him that he was nearly fitter than some of the professionals and I think maybe you, you know I think he was kind of offered uh, the opportunity maybe of uh, to be over there for a while but uh, he just he decided to come home and and continue playing for me but isn't that a huge compliment to? Uh, the level of fitness of GAA players that even uh, you know professional football teams over in England are, are saying that about uh, Gaelic football players and Hurling players
1: yeah absolutely absolutely brother my little one is coming in to give me a kiss goodbye now she's actually going to bed I think <laughs> she got for an oh, uh, early snooze but uh, yeah it, it's, it's amazing uh, what the level that has gone to you know in terms of fitness <clears throat> and I know. Uh, play, today's players are are, are certainly uh, far superior fitter and a better shape and better conditioned than we were back in our day, you know. So, you know, it, it's it's a it's a it's a sort of a it's a it's a thing that you'd often ask yourself, you know, what levels uh, do the GA need to go uh, to call a hall to? It, to be quite honest, you know, because I know when I started off, as I said before, we were training two or three nights a week, and you might have a match at the weekend. And then you get a breakdown for a week or something like that after a tough game, but in today's world you can't. You know, you play tomorrow and you're back in the next morning for a recovery session and stuff like that. So, you know, there there is a great opportunity for a lot of people in life. You know, through the GA, and if you do get the opportunity of going play Cambermize rules, or if you get uh, soccer trials, and I know there's a lot of other guys around the country that probably would have got soccer trials, including Graham Gertie and stuff like that, and uh, people were amazed. Uh, you know, if you look back at the great Kevin Moran from Dublin, of course he was, he was one that people couldn't understand yeah. how a guy that was sort of so laid back. I'm not sure if he took a drink or a smoke or that like that, but they couldn't believe his fitness levels. And he was one of those unique guys that are, you know, that he doesn't have to train to be fit. He just looks fit all the time and stuff like that. So he he had his own blessing in terms of always looking sharp, always looking fit. But uh, for some of the lads, you you do have to work hard. And when you get into that position, then you get to a level where fitness is is a is a is a blessing that you have to yourself as long as you don't pick up any injuries and it it gets you in a in a in a great position of um pushing yourself to the limit all the time and the opportunities are always there uh, Whether, as i said it's maybe i know a lot of indoor county players uh, play a lot of soccer league you know wexford would have been a very good soccer player as well he played for wexford youths he he was on for uh, trials in england as well at the time when mike Mick wallace was trying to get him to play for the Wexford Hughes had the time. He did turn up the play, but I don't think the trial in, in England came ahead. But <clears throat> he did promise him that he, he could look forward to look look uh, look at something for Lee if he was interested. And Lee would, that type of a chap, he'd love that opportunity as well. So, you know, right around the whole county, uh, country, we probably know that there's a lot of fellas out there that have a lot of qualities. And, you know, some get a great opportunity when you're playing it. Uh, at club level, you you get the opportunity of playing for your county level. And once you get into the county status or county set-up, you're inclined to give it your all. And and there's other things uh, st- stay behind. And you you don't focus on them. You just focus on your inter-county career, whether it's hurling on football. So a lot of people probably do miss out on things in life. But uh, to get the opportunity to represent your county at hurling or football, Aidan, is, is is a fantastic honour. Yeah. When, you, when you go on to win uh, an All-Ireland, of course you know, that's the special moment in your life and that's something that you probably always dreamt of or always hoped that would happen for you and when you do it once, it's remarkable and I know there's a lot of counties that are doing it year after year now and I've done it eight and ten times or whatever the whole lot, but I think once you win one, it's it's the sweetest thing you could ever have with you. You know, it's a, it's a proud moment for you and your family and, and your county. <clears throat> so there are these opportunities, as I said, for guys to progress and because of the level of commitment and and time and effort that goes into training, you know, your career can be shortened an awful lot more as well. So you've got to make the best of it when you're, when you're out there. And unfortunately last year and maybe this year, could be a little bit of a, a lull on, on your, some Indo-County players careers because some lads could be coming to the end of their career, maybe last year or this year. And it might be the years that they wanted to finish up their careers. And there's new kids coming in and new guys join the panels as well. And they don't get the full whack of it as well. So, you know, it's a bit unusual for some players at this time of the moment, but you know there is set up set there up for uh, players. I know they can train as I said in groups, but they'll do individual training and they'll just tick along. And hopefully, as I said, and hopefully we can get the national league taken off. And if we can do it, that well, that's that's progress for everyone, and it's it, it's not only good for the players themselves, but it's also good for the likes of me and you and other people. That, to talk about it or sit down and watch yeah. it and give us a little bit of hope or whatever's going forward so we're all looking forward to it and, but the most important thing I think overall is for these players and for us people is it's all to do with you, make sure your mental health is in good condition and make sure you're looking after yourself and make sure that you're doing the right doing things doing you know as, as they say get out and do a little bit of exercise go for a walk always stay focused always make sure that your head is clear that you're always looking forward that you're not thinking back and unfortunately yeah, uh, some people have suffered with, as we spoke about it before, with a death in their family or a death of friends or rela- relatives, and that's quite hard because of the, the year that we have and the year that we had and the year that we're they're talking about we're going to have as well. So it's all about staying strong in and staying focused and you know give your friend a call, give your buddy a call, give your mom a call, or give your friend a call or give your auntie or whoever whoever you want to give them a call and ask them is everything alright and cheer them up because we're not quite sure what's happened. I was outside your own doors, but it's great. I always give a few friends a call every night just to see who they are and have a chat with them or whatever I know. It's only a chat, but it sort of gives them a bit of a boost as well. And it's also good for me just to talk to them to see that they're in good health So it's good that we're all we're, we're all still in good health at the moment. And if we look after ourselves and take care of ourselves for the next, say, number of months, I'd say next three months, we're going to be the strongest of all. And uh, if the vaccine comes in and and helps us to get over 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 this demon. As I said, uh, we could be in a, a good position going forward through the summer, but let's all look after one another, and hopefully that, um, as I said, that we do get a bit of sport on our television and there is a bit of sport at the moment, but our sport is hurling and football and if we can get in to watch a lot of the league starting off, well, that'll give us a little bit of a lift and a little bit of a, as I say, a gift from the GA. That's it.
0: And of course... Uh... You know, there was there was one man that stepped down. Uh, you know, in the managerial sense, was Eddie Brennan. He brought a lot to 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 uh, Leash Harlan and uh, you know, obviously got to the All Ireland quarterfinals there. Kind of unlucky to be bet by uh, Tipperary, really. When you when you analyze after their performance against Tipperary, because they are really, I I I think uh, you you know Tipperary were really relieved after that. It was uh, two years ago. You know that they came out. Uh, Victorious that day, uh, because even though Tipperary got, got a got a lot of scores that day, uh, they um leash leash random to the pin of their collar and uh, things like that. And of course, we all know that like last year he was uh, in controversy. He he had to step down due to controversy, and it, it's a shame really because he brought a lot to uh, he brought a lot to Lee Harlan and maybe maybe if it was another year, he would have he would have uh, made that difference again. But I suppose. It just goes to show you when you're a manager, and I suppose <laughs> anyone when you when you're on the, when you're doing interviews and that, you really have to kind of watch what you're saying because even though you say it says something quite innocently, you you know the media can can take it and twist it, and uh, or even when you, you what know, what what he said, it was kind of straightforward, and it, that that's what kind of you know there was a lot of people calling for his head, but. Uh, that, I don't think that that one incident or defines him as a person or as a as a hurler or as a manager. I think he will uh, he will be back in a in a managerial sense in in the not too distant future.
1: Yeah, absolutely agree with you. And to be quite honest, Eddie Brennan led up the championship last year with Leash. Would you believe us <clears throat> When when he was in charge of Leash, he he was the main man behind it all. Uh, he was a little bit unhappy with <coughs> as with some circumstances that were going on within the Leash board and. He did come out and say it, and you're you're dead right, Ed. And sometimes, if you step out of line, you get a slap on the knuckles. And you know, he he sort of tried to say what he had to say, and someone else used that information to spread it as like as if it was the gospel. But he was just trying to say his little piece, and he was he was spot on. And you know, if you speak up to your management, whether it's in work or, or or elsewhere, you know, there, sometimes there is consequences. That you know, somewhere down the line, you might get you know, as they might say you might get the bullet or whatever it is, but. Yes, Eddie Brennan is a top-class hurling man for a start. He's a top-class guy as well. Some said he's ruthless. Well, you have to be in this position. Brian Cody is ruthless. Yeah. Davy Fitz is ruthless. There's many managers around the country that are ruthless. Uh, some can do a little bit different. Some can do it in the dressing room doors. Others are are inclined to do it maybe a bit on the sideline too much as well. And where where people look in and say, "Look at that! Look at that fool!" As they say, you know, people would would misjudge you sometimes, you know, and other people mightn't have to say a word at all will just give you the finger or look I'll give you the that strange look you know in in your eyes and you know Eddie, Eddie will certainly bloom again there's no question about it you know if they were looking to get him down here and Wexford people were saying so it, 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 there was a group of people in Lees decided that no he wants to stay on and Eddie probably said okay I don't want to stay on which is anymore so yes he's gone to Cool in Dublin so Koola in Dublin would be one of the biggest hurting clubs in the country at the present moment financially and uh quality that they have within themselves so he's there at the moment so that to me suggests that he's he's lingering in around for a Dublin job so I, I think that could be his next step you know um, I, I'm not quite sure uh, how long more Brian Cody is going to stay on in Kilkenny but you know we have Henry Shefflin and we have other lads there waiting in in the background even though DJ's not set up this year with him but DJ could easily go in and take that Kilkenny job so I don't think there's going to be room in Kilkenny for Eddie yet and you know uh, uh, Eddie was the type of guy that he, if he gets in he wants, he wants to give it a good shot and you know he proved it definitely a 100% with Leach and yes they were very unlucky against Tipperary and uh, you know so uh, it's hard on him as, as a human being I know him very well I've met him on many occasions up around Port Leash where he was stationed and uh, no nicer man could you meet or whatever so he's a great hurling man and you know so he won't be able to, out of the system too long anyway, And There's no question about that. So, you know, he's, yeah. he's going to be there, thereabouts, you know. And <clears throat> you would often ask, you know, giving it your best shot. Now, when, when you're in the limelight now, it's a little bit unfortunate, you know, as a player and as a manager. You know, there's things that you do is, is very positive and you give a lot of people a, a good lift. And if you make a mistake, and I remember a couple of years ago uh, 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 when Davey came out of the field of play, when Wexford played Tipperary up in, up in Nolan Park, and I was up in the press box, and behind me was Kilkenny. They must be they were training in you know, O'Loughlin Gales beforehand, and they came over to watch the match. And of course, Davy had went onto the field, and there was a, he was trying to get onto the referee, and one of the players came over to Davy and told him to get off the field. And of course, Davy made a, a step towards him, and he made a step towards Davy, and both of them got in. It wasn't a fisticuffs, but it was sort of chest to chest stuff. And of course,
0: yeah, I remember that incident. That was a that was it was
1: it game. was, and uh, unfortunately. the Davy got suspended uh, and the young lad he got suspended for, for two games and the young lad got suspended not to play for two games, but the next two games Davy still turned up for the for the western matches and the and the player for Tipperary wasn't even allowed to talk out. So I thought that was very unfair to the young guy. Like, I mean he was only standing up for his teammates. Davy came on and he was shouting the ball and there's no way there should have been a to me there should have been a bigger rap on the knuckles for Davy more than nothing else because you know, he come on and he tried to stop the flow of play. Tipperary were getting back on top. Wexford were starting to struggle and that's what Davy said. Well what I had to do was I, I had to go in and I had to try and stop it. But the GA should have come down a bit harder on him as well for that. And not because, you know, it's Davy, it's just that the rules should be there for everyone. You know, and that and poor young lad was devastated in terms of you know that. And a lot of people then came out and gave Davy an awful lot of abuse. And then the player themselves, the player himself, then got abused to say that he didn't hit, he should have hit David, and he should have struck him, and he should have done this and that. So there was a lot, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on that wasn't nice. And you know, and I looked around and Brian Cody put his hands up in the air, and he just turned around and he said to me, "Why did he have to do that? Why did he just go and do that? You know, to me, it was silly." And it shouldn't have happened. You know, And when Brian Cody, when I looked up at Brian Cody to see his reactions, he's just had his hands up in the air. And he, as I said, he, he turned around and he said to someone else, was he at? Why did he want to do that? That is crazy. You know, so True. it didn't put Davy in a good position at the time. And, and it's, after, it's after hitting him on, on two or three occasions now where he's starting to lose it a bit. He's starting to get up in uh, players' uh, players' faces as well as getting up in managers' faces. And I think it was... Was it Matty Kenny from Dublin last year, the year before? Sorry, la- the year before, that Davey got stuck up into him as well, and he was shouting up into his face as well. And you don't want to see that, you know, because that's not the good side of a, of a human being. it's not the good side of a manager. And uh, you know, eventually people will will stop praising you, and they'll end up t- attacking you. And you know, if you, if you want to keep that, uh, keep a good uh, good manners and a, a, good, a good, good position that you're in, you should always look after yourself.
0: That's it, and I suppose really, if you start play acting like that as well, you have to think of the future. That if you if you step down from the position you're in, if you if you behave like that, and then later on you step down from that, you're, you want to get a job somewhere else because of the way you are, maybe your, your reputation nine times out of ten goes before you. So if if you're interested in a job, you said that's a wexford job, for example, and uh, you. Up for grabs, and if you have a bad reputation, you put your name forward for Well, people will say, well, yeah, but you were you were in charge of so and so, such a county, and see how the way you conducted yourself." Well, you know, if that happened with that team, how does how does the how does the county board know that you won't do it in that team? So you're, you're kind of in when you're behaving kind of like that. You're
1: kind of doing yourselves out of future opportunities as well. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, there's, I, I, there's a group of lovely hurling men in Wexford that go to the matches year in, year out, and they stay in the same position, same place, uh, when they go to Wexford Park. And I love sitting around them and standing around them and getting their opinions and having a bit of a banter with them and stuff like that. But, you know, when fellas turn around and take their hat off and they start talking about the manager's, manager's reaction on the sideline and, and to carry on, you know, some of them are, are not impressed with it. And I'm just saying about Davy in general. And it's probably happening all around the whole country. We probably don't see too much of it. But when you see it in your own county, a lot of guys were unhappy with it. And some people love it. Some people love uh, fellas flying off the handle. Some fellas love seeing managers kicking sideline flags and jumping up on sideline. The, the sideline, uh, the, the linesmen up, jumping up on their back and screaming at them and stuff like that. Some people like that. But I think that's stupidest thing, silly. And yes, you're 100% right, in. That could come back to haunt you down the line. people said we don 't want it anymore. you know that stuff has gone out the window. you know we we don 't need that. I remember years ago years and years ago, the great Ned Wheeler who hurled for fight Harriers and hurled for Wexford for many years and he he was he was asked he was approached to take over our club the Fight Harriers one year, and he said he would take it over, but he said he wants full respect from everyone and of course Ned Wheeler being such the man he is he he got the greatest respect from us. But well, we went out and we played our local rivals in a challenge match, and yeah, we were getting beaten by ten points at halftime. When we he brought us back into the dressing room, and he sat us all down, and he got up and he, he started turning the table upside down, and he started swinging the hurl, and it was funny enough. He actually struck one of our players by accident with the hurl, and one of the guys had to get stitches, two stitches. But uh, you know, yeah. but but we went out the second half and we tore them apart. You know, yeah, it
0: just goes to show you, and show then, you I, either way. but
1: as years progress and years progress, I remember another fella hit, went to hit, uh, there was a guy, a sore guy who was rubbing down guys as well, and his table was in in the middle of the floor and one of the managers came up and he hit, he hit the table a box and he broke the table in half and he fell down and we all started laughing, sure we didn't know what to do with him, we didn't know what kind of reaction we were going to get from each other when we went out to the second yeah. half, for sure. It was totally sort of one against the other, and then there was another guy came in one day, and he sat down. A great guy, I must say, and he just sat in the corner at half time. He just said to the players, "It's up to yourselves." Never said a word, and we went out the second half, and we and we did the same again. We we done a great job, you know. So there's there's good 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 things and bad things come out of guys that are are, are over the top of small. But you know, when you're over the top and you can't control your mind, is the problem. When you're over the top and you're you start getting aggressive and you start giving out bad languages and bad messages to players and everyone around you, it do you're inclined to run away with yourself. And it's like when someone gets frustrated, you you throw in a couple of f's, this and f's that, and you're you're inclined to make yourself sound worse, you know. And that's not good. It's not good behavior for kids that are, are close to the sideline and people watching you. And if you can stand in the manner of Brian Cody and and uh, Jim Gavin and these guys when they were in the prime you know, that's what you want managers, coolness, personified, you know, you need guys to be able to say, I've done my job in training, it's their job out there now to, to do their job, so, you know, it's, it's a hard job now because of the limelight that people live in, people are in big expectations from uh, county boards when they're paying money for your expenses and stuff to be involved with the county team and the setup and everything else that goes with it, so there is people looking for results, Uh, there is a lot of, Chairman, I know the chairman down here got on very well with Davy and there's some guys on the committee didn't really appreciate Davy for what he was doing. So they thought it was it was a bit too far for what we were doing and you know. So there's different opinions around the whole board, but I think as you said it I think if you prepare your team properly and you do well, you do well, whether you win a league game, whether you win a championship match, or whether you win a, a province or whatever the case may be, if you do a good job and it's all well-behaved and you have a good year, everyone is happy. Every, everyone is happy. And I suppose really,
0: that's it, and I suppose really, just briefly looking at the, the championship ahead as well, uh, you know, that's going to be interesting to see that. But I suppose in Leinster and Munster, as we know, the last couple of years, it's been um, on the round-robin, um, the round-robin series in both provinces. Uh it's you know it's 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 looking great. There's some there's uh, some great games in prospect when you when you look at Munster. Uh, you know you have Limerick, point of team there, um, Tipperary, Corker, kind of back to themselves in hurling as well. And uh, you know it's like this year. It's it's going to be another great. Uh, another great
1: season for for the team yeah well I think Ian, I think it's going to be a little bit better than it was last year because we didn't really expect what was going to happen last year but we got on with it you know we didn't know whether it was going to go ahead or not uh, this year, I know it probably feels the same at the moment because of the circumstances that we're in at the moment. But I think in in three months or, or four or five or six months' time or whatever it is, you know, when we when when the whole thing, uh, sort of in the next three months, sorry, when when the whole thing gives us a better position of what's going to happen or whatever, you know, we can prepare ourselves properly for the championship. And then if they say yes, thumbs up, the championship is going ahead. We'll end the team saying, right, lads, we knew. And we know where we came from last year. We know what we have to do this year. So the preparations will be better. The organisation will be better. And we know that it's a shortened season as well. You know, the championship starts in April and it ends in July. So fellas will be more up for it. The, 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 the system itself could work in favour of teams that get on a bit of a roll as well. But um, to me, yeah, I, I, think, I think the champions once again will come out of Munster. You know, whether it's going to be Limerick or whether Tipper Ariel bounce back, or maybe, maybe that little bit of luck that Waterford need might be starting to change for them. You know, maybe they they could be the dark horses of hurling. You know, maybe they have learned a little bit more from losing than Limerick have from winning, you know. And sometimes when you win a little bit too much and it happens too fast for you, you're inclined to say, well, you know, can I get the hunger back in me again? You know, can I get that balance back into the team? And can John Coyle really motivate these players, you know, to all Orleans in three years, where they might have slipped up on the one in the middle, and they might be saying to themselves, you know, you know, we are, we are young, we are determined, you know, but sometimes the life ain't. You know, when you the more you eat, you know, the bigger your belly you gets and the slower you get. So you know, you might say the hunger might die off in you a small bit, and maybe down in Waterford they day feel as if, you know, they're hungry and they should be hungrier than the Limerick because they haven't won that and yet they've been to the table, but they haven't eaten anything off the table. So they might go back for another good feed for themselves. So they might be in. In, in a good position going forward but you never know Edmund. Cork could pop up Tipperary you know there's massive massive uh, massive hurling still to go on in Munster and I, I honestly think that the, the champions will come out of Munster but you know in Leinster you have Galway as usual you'll have Dublin we'll have Wexford back you know are back in the Leinster Championship so it'll be a little bit unusual a little bit different but we're all looking forward to it Aidan but uh, you know let's hope please God fingers crossed that um from here on in, from today and going forward, that everything can improve, especially with the the numbers of COVID, and and hopefully that everyone will be safe and well, and we all look forward to a big challenge.
0: That's it, and I suppose really just a kind of a final point on it is, uh, I suppose you know teams like Tipperary, team you know Cork. Uh, you know, teams like that, they maybe they in Munster like they'd they feel they've uh some unfinished business and they'll kind of you know, Waterford as well. You know, that they, they did very well, they got to the all Ireland, fi- they got to the Munster final and then the all Ireland final. So maybe they feel they have unfinished business and maybe to a certain extent they didn't do themselves yeah. justice, even though they did play very well yeah. in those games. You, you yeah, know, I mean, they, they felt that they. You know, they didn't do it themselves justice in those games. And I suppose in Leinster then you have Galway as well, maybe, you know, Kilkenny, teams like that as well. So that, that's what kind of they'll want to be. They'll, they'll feel that they
1: have something to do. Yeah, well, on. I, I only spoke uh, about Limerick because of the quality and everything they have within the team. And I spoke about Waterford in terms of uh, where they were supreme all year, but on the final day, they just fell short. And they feel as if there's an extra 10 or 15% in that team. And I spoke about them too, because they were the two teams that finished up in the All-Online final. And to me, I I just thought Waterford were all lucky, uh, not because of Limerick's performance, but they didn't really play to the level where they should have. But when you do look outside the board, as I said, Tipperary would be a little bit annoyed or disappointed. Uh, of, of where they where they stopped off, you know, the quality they have, and uh, they have a lot of youth coming through as well, of course. And you may bet if the league do kick off that temporary, will throw in a couple of new names and new faces in, into the setup as well, and get them ready for the championship. And a Cork, we're not quite sure really what's what's happening in Cork. Even though, as I spoke earlier, Cork are are the team for me going forward in the future. They're dominating under twenty, they're dominating minor and all underage. Uh, systems that have done for the last four or five year that will su- slowly, surely come to the top, and uh, if they get racked together and if they can really bond as as a as a unit and as as a county more so than anything else, that they they will have great uh, great ambitions going forward as well. So, to me, uh, to me, it's going to be a little bit unusual again this year, I think. And uh, you know, don't write off Galway, you know, Shane. <coughs> um, Sorry, Shane. I can't think of his name at the moment. Shane, he's the manager over over Galway. He's a, a tremendous manager. He's he's a great ability in terms of getting players faith and getting players focused. And he done a great job with Galway this year. You know there was no question about it. You know they just fell short at on the day as well. You know where where they ran ran Limerick right to the final whistle, and we all know that Joe picked up a serious injury come to the end of it. So. You know they will be they will be also target, targeting targeting a position maybe of a semi final spot as well. So, you know Galway could be there thereabouts as well. And you know they're not going to say too much. They're just going to get on with their work, uh, get everything back in progress, and uh, get themselves straight and get themselves ready because um, they they'll feel as if they'll have a big part in the championship. So it'll be interesting times ahead in and you know for Wexford. We're, we're only hoping that things will get better. We're hoping that we will bounce back to where we were two years year ago. And maybe maybe that we can just, I don't know, grind our teeth again and give it one more shot. You know, Davy is here now for four years now. And, you know, the, a lot of the players that has been are, are, have been involved with Davy for the last four years, you know, there hasn't been really much of a change in terms of personnel on the team. So whether Davy has to make a change or two to bring in new blood or something like that. But the question is down around it, our area is have we got any quality to bring in to add to that team. So people say we mustn't have too much because of no change in the team for the last three or four years. One player introduced over three years, four years. It's not a great example to Wexford Hurling. And maybe that doesn't look good for us going forward, but you know, we are, uh, as they say, we are, um, we're, we're full of uh, heart and full of spirit and we're, we're renowned for that. So, if we, we need to get into battle, there's no question of us fighting the battle, but, you know, it's all about on the scoreboard uh, that counts in the end. And You know, we'll give it our best shot if, if it all goes to plan. and We'll be there, the in. Uh, the, uh, we're, we're not going to chuck a, a throw in the tell yet.
0: That's it. And, uh, yeah, we, we've we've always known that from from Wexford, men down the years as well, uh, you know, the determination of the players that come out of it. And uh, just to let the, just to let the, uh, the, Listeners know as well about a thing that I'm doing. Uh, doing, doing my bit of uh, my positive thing for 2021. I'm doing the uh, I'm doing the matter the, the matter foundation heart appeal. Um, a hundred a hundred miles in a month challenge. So I'm looking forward to to doing that. It starts at the beginning of February, and of course, I'm doing, my reasons for doing it are for uh, to remember all those who passed away in 2020, and of course. Uh, a friend of mine and a former Roscommon footballer Connor Kennelly, he went out for a jog one Saturday morning and he got a a massive heart attack and passed away. So that was uh, that was very sad. And of course Morgan Keena from uh, the Clannagael club here, a referee, he was refereeing a match a minor match between Roscommon and Dublin, and uh, he he um he collapsed before just before the match and he had to be brought to hospital and of course he died a few days is later but not only the ones that died last year but also like the likes of my mom and other family members and relatives and all all people uh, down the years as well it's it's just something nice that uh, you know you can give back to a, re- a nice way of re- remembering and uh, honoring them but also you know to think about the people that uh, have like you know families who've had loved ones that are are ill and uh, you know it's nice to kind of you know to let them know that we're we're thinking about them, and uh, you know, they, they. We also know that the great work that's going on in the matter and the Matter Foundation as well to give the services and help to the patients and client, the patients and their families. And you, you know, really to an extent, to be fair, they they deserve everything that people can do for them. And of course, there's a good, uh, the people that are doing this challenge now, there's over six thousand people. Other people, uh, including myself, doing it. So, uh, you know, they, they deserve everything we can do for them. And it's nice to let them know that we're thinking of them because it's not easy times for those families. So it's just something positive to do in 2021. That's a it, fantastic
1: end And, you know, well done to yourself, I must say, and, and all the participants. But, yes, you know, it, it's a great idea. And uh, it's, it's, it's a well-worthy cause, you know, and you're 100% right. You know, we have to think of those loved ones that we lost. We have to think of those people that are out on the front line and everywhere else that are, are trying to fight this battle with us and our friends and our neighbors and everyone else that we we knew down through the years. People that you, you associate yourself with for years, and you'll you'll always talk to them about your children and your grandchildren, or, or you'll always share stories about these great famous people or whatever. And it's nice to, nice to know that these people are not forgotten. And we are we are a nation of good uh, goodwillers. You know, we we we'll always support one another and. and we're we're a great organisation and I, you know I was just thinking last night you know we are we're a, f- a fantastic nation of people Aiden, and that's the strongest words I could say to anyone is that we are we are a proud nation and we'll always think of each other we'll always look after one another and i just want to wish you and everyone else all the best for that and if there's anyone out there listening to this program you know please support Aiden please support this great cause and you know if there's anything we can do around, around the South East and we'll also support you we, we'll look after one another uh, as you said that's the most important thing if we can look after one another well then we'll go a long way in life
0: That's it and also I just wanted to mention as well as uh, you know the story went around about last year about the great Colm Hork and the gar- uh, he served as a guard for for many years, a man from Charlestown, and also played for Charlestown, Sarsfields. Of course, he lost his life tragically while on duty last year. And it was a it was a funeral. I was actually at him as a member of the, the civil defence. So uh, I know uh, there's a there's a few people over that are on duty in uh, Syria, uh, in there uh, serving with the armed forces, and they're doing a fundraiser for him. So. It's great to see, as you just said, everyone is trying their best and raising money and awareness and things like that to help others out. And it's great to see that. So listen, thanks very much um, for your support and thanks very much for doing that, having a a look ahead to the 2021 championship. And we look forward to hearing you, to uh, chatting to you again.
1: No problem, man. Thanks to you and thanks to all your listeners. And hopefully 2021 can be a great year for us all. No problem.
0: Thanks very much. And that was...